The information in this podcast is for educational purposes only. You should consult your doctor, specialist, or physical trainer for advice on your physical wellness goals before you plan to follow any of the suggestions or recommendations in this podcast. Hello. Hola. Marhaba. Welcome to the Astro About Wellness Podcast. Join me, Shazana Sunny. And the Astro Duo, Asfar Azman, and Azima Azman, your host from New York. Let's strive to educate, regenerate, and elevate family institutions through optimal productivity and wellness education, one episode at a time. You are listening to the monthly highlights from episode 13 to episode 16, released in April 2021. In the first season of the podcast, are you ready to listen to inspirational stories of trust, respect, acceptance, integrity, love, and social responsibility for multicultural families and special needs communities? Sit back and relax, and be inspired by the awesome people that we highlight in the first segment of the podcast. Welcome back to the Astro About Wellness podcast. This episode is co-sponsored by Hadi Kamsani and my dad Azman Ripin. Thank you and may God bless you. Hello, may peace be upon you. You are listening to the thirteenth episode of the podcast with me, Shazana, and the Astro Duo, Athfar and Azima. Recently. I signed up for an online course with Coursera, The Science of Well-Being. Let's talk about happiness and well-being. What makes you happy? How about you, Adima? The snow has melted. I'm so happy that spring is here. Me too. Isn't it fun to start cycling again? Yeah. So no more wellness walks in the snow. Uh-huh. More cycling and walking in the spring. I'm so happy that my dad bought my favorite food, yummy lamb and chicken platter on my 15th birthday. Plus, I got a new handbag from you, mom. Thank you so much. You are most welcome, my darling princess, teenage girl superhero. No matter how much your mom and dad nag at you, we still love you to the moon and back home. Ah, that's so sweet. Okay, how about you, Arthur? For me, some of the things that make me happy are doing activities in the outdoors and nature. I love to breathe the fresh air and gaze at nature day and night. During the daylight, I would look at the greeneries around me. The clear blue sky and the various animals that roam around. When the night falls, I love to stare up into the dark sky and stargaze. This is one of my favorite moments because I get to see the bright moon, stars, and planets that are billions of light years away, and yet they are so close, as if I can catch them with my own hands. Do you know what makes me happy today? Hmm, I'm not sure. I think I know. It has something to do with the podcast, right? You are right, Arthur. I'm happy 
that we've come this far for the podcast with 13 episodes published. And we've gotten a total of 571 all-time downloads via Podbean Podcast hosting platform. We've reached out to listeners in the USA, Australia and Singapore. Do you know that listeners can also find us on Google Podcast? Really? That's good. How about Apple Podcasts and Spotify? Yep. Our next goal is to have a presence in other mainstream podcast platforms such as Apple Podcast and Spotify. We are also looking into having our own YouTube channel soon. That's really cool. Did we receive any good feedback from our listeners? Yes, of course. Positive feedback and reviews from real people are important for our podcast-centered business. And these listeners are the social proof or real evidence of people who enjoy listening to our podcast. Let's give a shout out to our listeners who gave us their feedback, shall we? Certainly. Let's check out the latest feedback or review that we've received. Why don't you read it out loud, Azima? Sure. Let's read this feedback from Shaima, New York. Hey, I know her. I really enjoy the variety of information that's given. I really like hearing from a special kid perspective and also listening to the different segments with the guest speakers. I actually really, really, really like listening to these episodes during my study breaks. Thank you so much, Shaima. May God bless you. Wow. That's from Shaima Benchaita, a college student from New York's capital region. That feedback certainly made my day. I think we should continue to include listeners' feedback in segment one of our future episodes. That is a great idea. Next week, we'll also start recommending books on wellness that we are currently reading. So, stay tuned to the next episode. You are listening to the 14th episode of the podcast with me, Shazana, and the Astro Duo, Athwar and Adima. What did we talk about in segment 1 last week? We talked about what makes us happy. That's right. I think it's a great time for sharing an inspirational quote on happiness that our volunteer, Connie, sent us. This quote is from George Orwell. Happiness can exist only in acceptance. Let's spend the first few minutes reflecting on happiness again. What made you really happy in the last few days or weeks? This is like doing a gratitude journal. You got it. Living in an unpredictable world, we do need to remind each other to be grateful and count our blessings. If you are grateful about what you have and stop complaining about what you don't have, God willing, He will give you more. Gratitude has a positive impact on emotional and mental wellness too. They are like best buddies. Oh, yep, I, I see. We'll discuss more about that in another episode. For now, 
we want to hear from the Astro Duo. Hmm, let's see. What made me really happy this week? It's spring recess! No school! More entertainment! I get to spend more time enjoying life! Computer time, TV time, family time. Are we going out for dinner tonight? Oi, you're craving for your favorite Yemeni food again? I'm already and hungry. What made me really happy last month was going on a ski trip with my friends and feeding a llama. I saw your video feeding a llama. I have never seen llama in person before. Me too. Let's listen to an audio recording of us for ski trip and feeding the llama. So my family all open, right? Inshallah. Okay. Oh. Yo, this guy is crazy! Yo, you went so fast! I couldn't keep I couldn't keep up! Alright, Azfar is gonna try and tame the llama. Yeah, you don't feel it. Did he bite? No 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 no. I don't mind. That one needs to your I know it's so soft. Hold it. Wants food. Hold this whole thing. <laughs> Buddy. Anyways, oh he, God, this one is like what? What the? They're in here with no, that. <laughs> <laughs> They're so fluffy. God, their eyes are so big. <laughs> I think the cutest one is the one in the back, the brown one. Uh, 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 this thing. That sounds like lots of fun. For me, what made me happy the past week was seeing my two teens chill out during this spring break. I love seeing us for happy in full tennis gear, training up for the upcoming tennis tournament. Next question. What can you do to show that you care for special needs communities? By the way, did you know that the world celebrated Down Syndrome Day and Autism Awareness and Acceptance Day in the month of April? Yeah, I saw your post on Instagram and Facebook. Good. Now, Asfa, what are some ways to show that you care for the special needs communities? Whenever I see someone who has any kind of special needs, I always do my best to help out in whatever way possible. I want the person to know that we are always there so he or she will never feel alone. Yeah, I know that's true even though I'm usually the troublemaker. You love poking fun at me, right? Haha, <laughs> that's what brothers are for. Hmm, I think people are curious. What is it like to be a sibling of a special needs kid? with global developmental delay. Can you share the good, the bad, and the ugly? There is always a blessing behind everything and having my sister as a special needs child makes me more patient, humble, and caring towards the people around me. The bad and ugly? Yes, you guessed it right. We quarrel a lot but we try to make it up within 24 hours. Yeah, Alfar used to love constructing things using Legos and 
building sandcastles at the beach. But then, Adhima was the opposite. She liked destroying the Legos and sandcastles. I remembered Asfar telling me an incident when they were having their school lunch break back in Singapore. A teacher saw Azima taking the chicken nugget on Asfar's plate of nasi lemak. Nasi lemak is a popular Malay traditional dish of rice cooked in coconut milk with fried chicken, fried egg, groundnuts, anchovies and cucumbers. I remember that. I was like, there goes my chicken nugget to Azima's tummy and not mine. The teacher actually advised Azima not to do that, but she still did it for quite some time. I don't know why I did that. At least I'm not as bad as the robot in the movie Terminator. Or as angry as the green superhero, the Incredible Hulk. You're not too bad. Alhamdulillah. That's Arabic for thanks and praise to Allah, the Almighty God. I think you're kind of like Princess Fiona who turned into a green ogre at night. Hey! Just kidding. Okay, you two. Remember to be respectful to each other. Hey, Connie had also shared an inspirational quote on respect. She is inspired by the quote from Dalai Lama. Mutual respect is the foundation of genuine harmony. Thank you, Connie, for sharing the two inspirational quotes. There are ways that you can learn to be more understanding and accepting of autistic people. Yeah, there are two suggested ways from the Mighty.com website that we found useful. 1. Stop believing autism needs to be cured or that autism is a tragedy because autism is part of many autistic identities. 2. Think acceptance instead of awareness. Most people already know what autism is. Now, autistic people don't really need awareness but they do need acceptance and understanding. Each autistic person is unique and has their own amazing way of seeing the world. What does autism acceptance mean? One example is to not judge an autistic child when he or she is having a meltdown in the middle of a grocery store because they have gotten overwhelmed due to lights and sounds. Be sure to check out the show notes if you want to get more information and visit their website at https colon forward slash forward slash www.mighty.com Hmm, are we going to share any good feedback from our listeners today? Yes, we will. Let's check out a comment that we received via Podbean Podcast app and player. Why don't you read it out loud, Adhima? Sure. Let's read this comment on our third episode from Naza, Wilton, New York. Hey, I know her too. Thank you, Trio, for hosting this special episode. This is a wonderful opportunity <laughs> for listeners to hear from the voice of a special needs child, Azima. You are making the world a better place by sharing your personal experience bravely and openly. Displaying 
the challenges and struggles you experience, especially child, will shed light on this topic and will resound with kids and parents who share a similar path. Good trail! Thank you so much, Naza. May God bless you. Oh, such positive feedback certainly boosts our morale. It also motivates us as well as our volunteers to continue producing free content for families around the world. Bravo, bravo! So, stay tuned to the next episode! Welcome back to the Ask Trio About Wellness podcast. This episode is co-sponsored by Hadi Kamsani and my dad, Azman Ripin. Thank you and may God bless you. Hello! May peace be upon you. You are listening to the 15th episode of the podcast with me, Shazana, and the Astro Duo, Arthur and Adhima. What did we talk about in segment 1 last week? We talked about what makes us happy and how to share care for special needs kids' communities. Excellent recall, Adhima. Hmm. Let's continue with two more ways you can show that you care for our special needs communities. They all need your support, whether you have Down syndrome or are autistic people or children with global developmental delay like our co-host Adhima. Buy things you need from stores or restaurants owned or run by special needs communities. Next, donate your money to organizations and companies that advocate and support special needs communities. In New York alone, there are many options available. Let's just name a few in this month of April. The first one is the Self-Advocacy Association of New York State. It's a not-for-profit organization founded and led by people with developmental disabilities for people with developmental disabilities. What do they do? One of the main things they do is self-advocacy. Self-advocacy means speaking up for yourself, making your own life choices, learning about your rights and responsibilities, living the way you want to, and respecting the right of others to do the same. Oh, I see. They also ask that New York State continue to invest in independent and affordable housing options for people with developmental disabilities, fund meaningful daytime activities including employment as the first option and other options provide new, creative and rewarding opportunities. They also promote the awareness, understanding and exercise of fundamental rights and work to help people with developmental disabilities understand the unique ways that their rights might be challenged. They provide training and resources too. For more information, check out their website at https colon forward slash forward slash sanys.org forward slash. Next week, 
we'll highlight another organization that supports special needs communities. For now, let's continue with our gratitude journal. Remember, gratitude has a positive impact on your emotional and mental wellness. Let me start with what made me happy this week. Our special guest, the blessed month of Ramadan, is here again. Yes, our family is happy to welcome Ramadan. Oh, yes. Alhamdulillah, praise and thanks to Allah, the Almighty God. Hey, do you remember going to the school library during lunch recess in Ramadan? Oh, yes. Yeah, I could choose to go to the library instead of the cafeteria during lunch recess. And for gym classes, you allowed to do light exercise only, right? Yeah. Woohoo! One of God's blessings that our family is grateful for is to live in a community where there is respect, acceptance, and love shown to people of color and people of other faiths like us Muslims. It means a lot to us when the school community pays attention to our children's needs especially during Ramadan, when we fast from daybreak to dusk without even a sip of water. By the way, if you're curious to know, Ramadan is the ninth month in the Islamic calendar. What is the most common questions the kids get asked in school? You probably guessed it right. Why do Muslims fast in Ramadan? I'm fasting because I want to be a good Muslim girl. Fasting is a great blessing. When I'm fasting, I can understand how poor people feel when they have no food or money to buy anything. Great answer, Azima. Are we going to share any good feedback from our listeners today? Yes, we will. Here you go. You can read it out loud, Azima. Okay, let me read it. This feedback was from Mrs. Sue Byrne. Hey, she's my former teacher from the middle school. Excellent! I was impressed and how professional the whole podcast was. Nice work, Azima. Sounded wonderful. I'm so proud of Azima and impressed with all you have done. Great job to all of you! Hey! There's another feedback from her on episode number two. I enjoyed listening to your second podcast. I could picture Adhima as I listened to her speak. Of course, it was fun listening to her talk about our class. I hope we can all be in person again. I found Asfar's comments about Singapore education interesting. When I taught in Chapaqua, We often learned about methods used in Singapore as best strategies. I am pleased that Azman family experience has been so positive. Believe it or not, we have a third feedback from Mrs. Byrne. Feedback on episode 11. You really captured the playful spirit of Azima in this podcast. I love it. Oh, Mrs. Sue Byrne is simply awesome. Thank you so much, Mrs. Byrne. 
You are awesome. Thank you, and may God bless you. Yeah, Mrs. Bird is amazing. I love her so much. If you have enjoyed our podcast, please send us your feedback via email to hello at astrovelo.com. You can also write a comment in the Podbean podcast app and player. It means a lot to us and keeps us motivated to produce more episodes for the podcast. So, everyone, send your feedback and comments. Please check out the show notes for more details. Next week, we'll answer more questions about Ramadan and why Adhima love her former teacher, Mrs. Byrne, so much. Stay tuned to the next episode to find out more. Welcome back to the Ask Trio About Wellness podcast. This episode is co-sponsored by Hadi Kamsani and my dad, Azman Ripin. Thank you and may God bless you. Hello, may peace be upon you. You are listening to the 16th episode of the podcast with me, Shazana, and the Astro Duo, Athfar and Adhima. What did we talk about in segment one last week? We talked about what makes us happy and I mentioned about Ramadan and fasting for Muslims like us. Great recall, Adhima. We also mentioned two more ways that you can do to show you care for special needs communities in this month of April. Today, we'll highlight another organization in New York that provides services for special needs communities. Saratoga Bridges, located in our village of Boston Spa. Is it in Boston Spa? Have we been there before? Yes. If I recall correctly, you attended one of their programs during the school mid-winter recess in 2016. Alfar was also there, but he was there as a volunteer. Oh, I see. We had taken some photos on those days you were there. But it's been like five years, so I'll need to retrieve them when I have a little more free time. What services do they offer? Some of the services they provide are advocacy and outreach and clinical supports, including occupational, physical and speech therapies, day habilitation and community careers employment, family support services, legislative advocacy, Recreation and Social Opportunities, Residential, Service Coordination, and Transportation. There's also the Alfred Z. Solomon Media and Computer Training Center to improve employment, programmatic, social and recreational opportunities in a fun learning environment. Wow, should we sign up for some programs again? Sure, I'd love you to learn decision-making and problem-solving skills at the center. Those are useful life skills. How can people support Saratoga Bridges? You can give a donation to Saratoga Bridges online 
through its website at https colon forward slash forward slash www.saratogabridges.org Then click on Ways to Give button. Next, we had also promised last week that we'll answer more questions on Ramadan. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, ready. Muslims fast from daybreak to dusk in Ramadan without even drinking a sip of water. How can you survive? Will you die of dehydration? Azima and I are trained to fast from daybreak till dusk since we were five years old. Of course, we didn't fast for full days yet, only half days till the afternoon prayer, Dhuhr. Over the weeks, we progressed to full days. So now it's quite easy for us to go without food or water for many hours. Our first Ramadan in New York was during the hot summer in 2015. That was quite challenging because we had to fast for more than 12 hours. It was about 17 hours. Oh yeah, it was challenging for all four of us. I could remember Avima opening the refrigerator right after she came back from school one day. Ah oh, yeah, I don't do that anymore. I'm stronger now. Good. Are we going to share any good feedback from our listeners today? No, we are not sharing any feedback today because last week we had shared three feedback and all were from Azima's former teacher, Mrs. Sue Byrne. Today, we'll reveal why Azima finds Mrs. Byrne truly amazing. Okay, in 2018, I was in 6th grade in the middle school a few weeks before Ramadan. Mrs. Burn asked my mom if I was thinking of putting on the hijab. That came as a surprise because, coincidentally, Adhima had been thinking about wearing the hijab for over 6 months. While we were on a vacation in Malaysia during the summer recess in 2017, we bought several pieces of the hijabs to prepare for the day Azima would decide to wear the hijab. Yeah, I was worried about one thing. Looking different from my friend, the hijab is a piece of cloth that Muslim girls wear to cover their head. It's like a hat or a poncho. Being an attentive and caring teacher, Mrs. Byrne had noticed that during the class weekly weekend share sessions, Azima loved to talk about the weekend Islamic school that she attended and the family outings. In all of those photos, Azima had put on her hijab. So, when I told Mrs. Byrne, yes, Azima had been wanting to wear the hijab in school but wasn't fully ready, she assured me that Azima should be proud of her Muslim identity and go for it. So, on the first day of Ramadan that year, Azima started wearing her hijab in school. Woohoo! My friends said that I look good in the pretty hijab. That made me happy. <laughs> What a beautiful story of respect, acceptance and love showed by Mrs. Byrne. Thank you, Mrs. Byrne. 
and Azima's wonderful classmates too. That's it for segment one today. Stay tuned to the next episode. And listen to stories of trust, respect, acceptance, integrity, love and social responsibility. Coming up next... In the second segment of the podcast, we'll learn about productivity and the nine dimensions of wellness. Physical, emotional, environmental, spiritual, social, intellectual, mental, occupational, and financial wellness. So we can survive and thrive in this unpredictable world. Welcome back, Kozarina. Bienvenido a la Astro About Wellness Podcast. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Today is my final appearance on the physical wellness segment of the audio podcast this season. Yes, as promised last week, this is the bonus episode with the phenomenal Woman Trailblazer honoree in Queens District 26, New York City for community well-being. The incredible fitness guru, Coach Zarina. Oh, thank you. Are you ready to work out with me one last time? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Ready to shake it up. Now I'm sure most of you are ready to create your own routine. Last week, I talked about circuit training, a fun workout that also challenges your body in different ways. But for now, here are some ways to increase the intensity of your workout. Let's try it. Number one, add a little jump to your workout. An example will be to replace your lunges to power or jump lunges. It's done by lowering yourself into a lunge, then jump up, switch the directions of your legs in the air before landing in a lunge. Number two, lift heavier weights. Choose a dumbbell and aim to do 16 reps of a movement where you will find it challenging to complete the last rep. Once you are able to complete it with ease, add more weight but reduce the rep to 10. Number 3. Add compound movements. These are multi-joint movements that also work more than one muscle group at the same time. An example would be adding bicep curls to your lunges. Number 4. Changing the tempo of your workout. Alternating between normal speed and slower speed of a movement. For example, counting 2 seconds when lowering yourself in a push-up and 1 second up. Number 5. Include interval training. This type of training is done by alternating short bursts of high-intensity workout with a slower active recovery. In the last episode, I had mentioned about a routine that you can do in 15 minutes to burn about 150 to 200 calories. Do you guys remember? Of course! Of course! It got me so curious. Good! That training is known as High Intensity Interval Training, HIT. This is the type of training that you can do for a short period of time and yet get great results. 
With HIIT, you not only burn a lot of calories during the workout, but because of the high intensity, you will continue to burn calories as your body replaces energy and repairs muscle protein damage during exercise. It uses the body's reserves of energy, and after a workout, metabolism stays elevated and continues to burn calories for hours after the workout. This is due to something called the excess post-exercise oxygen consumption effect, EPOC. This type of training involves repeated bouts of high-intensity effort followed by varied recovery times. This type of training involves repeated bouts of high-intensity effort followed by varied recovery times. The intense work periods may range from 5 seconds to 8 minutes long and are performed at 80% to 95% of a person's estimated maximal heart rate, the maximum number of time your heart will beat in a minute without overexerting yourself. The recovery periods may last equally as long as the work periods and are usually performed at 40% to 50% of a person's estimated maximal heart rate. In segment 1 of the premiere episode, Shazana gave away the formula for productivity in families. So today, I want to share a simple formula that you can use to calculate your predicted maximum heart rate. Yo, listen up everyone! The formula for predicted maximal heart rate is... 220 minus your age equals predicted maximum heart rate, MHR. So if you are a 40-year-old, your target heart rate, THR zone, range will be 220 minus 40 equals 180. And at 80% to 95% of your MHR, that will be between 144 to 171 beats per minute. At 40% to 50% of your MHR, that will be between 72 to 90 beats per minute. Now let's calculate our THR and do this 15-minute HIIT workout together. Are you ready? Yes! Let's go! We will begin with a warm-up of 60 seconds on each of these exercises. Number 1. Jump rope. Hold the rope or imaginary rope at hip level. Relax your shoulders and engage your abs as you rotate your wrist to swing the rope. Keep your body straight and with a slight bend on the knees, jump on the balls of your feet. Number 2. Plie Squat and Calves Raise Stand with your feet in a wide stance with toes pointing out. Keeping your back straight and abs engaged, lower yourself as you push your hips back. Take a look at your knees, making sure they are in line with your toes. Push yourself back up and raise your heels off the floor as you squeeze your calves. 
Lower your heels and repeat starting with the squat. Number three, mountain climber. Begin in a plank position with hands about shoulder width apart. Engage your core and with a straight back, bring your right knee up towards your chest. Return to the starting position to switch legs. Pick up your pace and continue alternating till time is up. Number 4. Inchworm Plank Start in a standing position. Roll down gently until your hands touch the ground. Slowly walk your hands forward until you're one long line in a plank position. Pause. Let's walk your hands back towards your feet and slowly stand up to the starting position. Repeat. Great job! In this routine, you are going to give it your all. Putting in your best effort for 30 seconds and then 15 seconds of active recovery. We will go through all the exercises and then take a minute rest before repeating for two or more rounds. Yeah? Let's go! Round number one. Number one. Skaters. Start with a partial squat. With feet hip-width apart and knees slightly bent, push off your right foot to hop laterally to your left, keeping your right leg behind you and right arm in front of you. Then jump to your right, bringing your left leg behind you and your left arm in front of you. Keep your abs engaged as you continue to jump side to side till time is up. Number 2. Push up with ankle tap. Start in a high plank position with your hands under your shoulders. Keep your abs tight and legs extended back. Bend your elbows to lower your chest just above the floor. As you push yourself up, lift your hips and try to touch your left ankle using your right hand. Return to the high plank and repeat on the other side. Now keep the movement fluid, continue alternating sides till time is up. Number 3. Jump Squat Stand with feet shoulder width apart. With toes pointing out slightly, bend your knees and send your hips back to a squat position. It's best to imagine that you're about to sit on a stool. Then pushing through your heels, jump straight up. Landing softly on the balls of your feet with a slight bend on your knees in a squat position. Repeat. Number 4. Plank Jack with a Tuck Start in a high plank with your feet together. Hop both feet out laterally as wide as you can. Keep your hips up and hop again bringing your feet together. Then hop your feet forward, tucking them towards your abs and back to plank. Number 5. 
burpees. Stand with your feet shoulder width apart. Squat and place your hands on the floor in front of your feet. Hop back, extending your legs to a plank position. Do a push up. Hop forward and push through your heels to stand back up. Now it's very important to keep your back straight and core engaged throughout the exercise. Repeat till time is up. Time for a minute break. Let's check your heart rate and get ready. Round number two. Whoa, round two. Well done, everyone. Let's bring your heart rate down with an easy walk for a minute. And here are a few examples of stretches that you can do. Take a deep breath, delivering oxygen to your muscles to release the stress and promote relaxation. Wonderful! Number 1. Runner's Lunge Begin in a plank position with hands directly under your shoulders. Keep your right foot forward to the outside of your right hand. Bend your elbows and sink your hips and back towards the ground. Breathe and hold for 30 seconds. Release, switch legs and repeat. Number 2. Chest opener with forward bend. Stand with feet hip width apart. Place your hands behind your back and interlace your fingers as you squeeze your shoulder blades together. Keeping your legs straight, hinge at your hips, tuck your chin and bring your hands over your head or you can also place them on the back of your thighs. Hold for 15 to 30 seconds and slowly roll yourself up. Number 3. White Toe Touch Stand with feet wider than hip width apart. Raise your arms to your sides with your palm facing forward. Twist your torso and reach your right arm down to touch your left toes. Return to starting position. Switch sides. Now feel the stretch along the back of both legs. Continue alternating for 30 seconds. And that wraps up the finale of the physical wellness segment with me. Thank you for joining me in this segment for over 13 episodes. Do continue to stay active and I wish you all the best in your journey to achieve optimal productivity and wellness for your family. I hope we'll meet again. On behalf of the team at SGO About Wellness Podcast, we would like to express our heartfelt gratitude for collaborating with us on this audio podcast. We love you, Kozarina. Yes, we love collaborating with you, Coach Zarina. God willing, we will pursue another project with Coach Zarina. 
We're going to introduce a flash video podcast series on our new YouTube channel as well as the new Astro Velo Club membership program due to kick off in mid-April. That sounds exciting. We'll be curating modules such as Total Body Workout where we include cardio and strength exercises, upper body including chest and back, as well as lower body. Yeah! So stay tuned for more updates in the next episode. Once upon a spring, in the village of Boston Spa, New York, there lived two high school Muslim Asian teenagers and their loving parents. Azima, can you please sing softly? Hey! What's wrong with my singing, dude? You're too serious. I know you don't have many tests or exams, but remember, I have my IB tests and exams, plus my HIF, the Quran memorization test. So can you please lower down the volume? Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I closed my door too. That is a typical scenario during spring in our family, especially with tests and exams coming up. What are some tips to help teens achieve productivity and intellectual wellness? Since it's the exam season, we are dedicating at least three episodes on this theme. There are many resources available out there. We are going to share a summary of three resources for you or for your teens. The tips were summarized from https colon forward slash forward slash www.khanacademy.org https colon forward slash forward slash www.fastcompany.com and https colon forward slash forward slash entrepreneur.com Here we go! Tip number one. Learn how to make a study plan ahead. Sunday night could be the best day to make your weekly study plan. Planning ahead this way will have a positive psychological effect on you. Study a little bit at a time. You can take out a calendar and chart out the type of section you're going to study each day. Develop a habit of studying a little bit every day of the week and take off most weekends. Many students found this much more effective than cramming the same material in a week. Tip number two. Learn to figure out your system and create a schedule. Ask yourself which time of the day throughout the week is best suited for studying, then block this time for studying. Next, find out if you can benefit from using a productivity app tracker to determine how you are spending your time. This will come in useful if you don't know how you spend your time every day. If you're on remote learning during this challenging time, you might develop a habit of sleeping early and waking up early to do work instead of doing work after midnight. You might start with lower priority work or assignments first to wake you up. The more important homework could be scheduled after school hours or extracurricular activities. Some students don't use an agenda or planner but get around just fine because they have a system. 
If you have short breaks or study hall period, it might work better for you if you complete some small homework soonest possible. Especially if your motivation goes down when you get home after a long day at school. This means that you are more likely to procrastinate or delay doing your homework or revision. If you clear those small homework assignments, you're likely to have more time at home to study and do other assignments instead. Tip number three, learn to break up your work into smaller ones and take frequent breaks. Break up your work time and take many breaks often. For example, work for 45 minutes to an hour then take a 10 minute break. Watch cat videos or listen to calming music. You might try to switch between the subjects. If something is taking a long time, take a break from it. Work on something else and then come back to it. On top of that, reward yourself with something that makes you feel good about yourself. You might want to do some online shopping and get something meaningful as a reward. Tip number four. Learn to prioritize your work. First, make a list of things that are most important and urgent to least important and not urgent. Then, write down the main things you need to get done in those subjects. Concentrate on the most important and urgent one first. Tip number five. Learn to listen to yourself. How do you feel before starting to study? Do you feel like memorizing math formulas first, then write that essay? Or would you rather just read? Decide which task to do in order of the priority rating so that you'll be most productive. Tip number six. Learn self-discipline and stay on track. Stick to your schedule. Estimate the time you need to complete each task or homework. Create mini deadlines in addition to the main deadlines. Having a deadline usually is not enough for a study plan. Tip number seven. Learn to stay organized. Put everything in writing or document it digitally. Write reminders of test dates and due dates. Having all of your tasks laid out keeps you organized and gives you greater motivation to finish everything and check things off. If you've listened well to the seven tips, you'll realize that each tip starts with the word learn. Right, L-E-A-R-N. Are you thinking about learning and exactly how to learn? Recently, I purchased two books, including the book Learning How to Learn, How to Succeed in School Without Spending All Your Time Studying. A guide for kids and teens. I came across this title after enrolling in a popular online course by Coursera, Learning How to Learn, by Barbara Oakley, PhD, Terence Sisnowski, PhD, with Alistair McConville. We'll be reviewing this book and sharing key info nuggets next week. Are you also wondering how to do well on tests? That's probably one of the main goals of being a student. For a start, you can go get a copy of the test preparation checklist from the author's website. Check out our show notes for the full details. Yeah, 
So stay tuned for more tips in the next episode. Once upon a spring, in the village of Boston Spa, New York, there lived two high school Muslim Asian teenagers, Althar and Azima. They lived with their loving parents. One day, Althar's good friend came to visit them with his pets. Hello, Cloud. Now it's your turn to be here. Do you like it here? Hello. Hello, Oreo. What's that you're looking at? Oh, it's a sprinkler. Yes, it's a sprinkler. It's warm up there. Are you sun tanning? Yeah? Are you sun tanning? Oh, where are you going? Oh, they're so cute. Can we watch the cat videos again? I miss those kittens. We can watch the videos again after our recording, okay? Okay. It's so fun and entertaining to watch cat videos. Cloud and Oreo belong to one of Asfa's friends. Asfa became a cat sitter for a couple of days. In segment two last week, We gave some study tips to prepare teens for upcoming tests and exams. Asfar had mentioned that you could watch cat videos when you are taking short breaks from studying. And we promised that we'll share useful tips from the book Learning How to Learn. How to succeed in school without spending all your time studying. A guide for kids and teens by Barbara Oakley. PhD, and Terence Sishnowski, PhD, with Alistair McConville. When you take a short break to watch cat videos, you're using a technique mentioned in this book. To switch your brain from focus mode, which means you're paying attention, to diffuse mode, which means your mind is relaxed and free. Use the diffuse mode tools as rewards After being on focus mode, when you are stuck in your learning or revision. What's another tip, Adima? Learn to do a picture walk. Instead of going through your textbook page by page, do a picture walk when you start a new chapter. Look at all the pictures, captions, diagrams, section headings, bold words, summary and questions at the end of each chapter. Then take a notebook and take notes. Answer questions and make doodles or drawings. For me personally, I've been doing this and I've improved over the years. Hmm, it's like watching a movie or drama trailer before watching the full movie or drama. Yeah, you can also imagine yourself checking out the Google map before going on a road trip. What's the next tip, Azima? Try the... Pomodoro technique. The Pomodoro technique is simple. First, shut off all distractions. Your phone, TV, music, etc. Find a quiet place to study when you won't be interrupted 
and use noise-cancelling earphones, earmuffs or earplugs. Set the timer for 25 minutes or up to 45 minutes as what we recommended last week. Get going and focus for the set duration. When time is up, reward yourself and use a diffuse mode tool in addition to watching cat videos or listening to music during your break. Some other examples are you can play a sport or exercise, dance, go cycling, do drawing, painting, meditating, praying, and even sleeping. What's another technique mentioned in the book? Boost your reading power with active recall. Yes, the three key steps to powerful reading are Number one, use the picture walk technique. Number two, read with care. And number three, use active recall. How can I try active recall? I heard you mentioned the word recall in segment one earlier, right? Right. Active recall means bringing an idea back to mind. That's why at the start of a new episode, I often ask the question, what did we talk about last week? The critical part is to check on what you can recall after reading a page or a chapter of your textbook. Ask yourself, what are the key ideas on the page? Play the ideas back in your mind. Say them out loud. Don't just reread the page over and over again. And don't underline or highlight big amounts of text. Got it? Yeah, sort of. Next week, we'll share more tips from this book. Yeah, so stay tuned for more tips in the next episode. Once upon a spring, in the village of Boston Spa, New York, there lived two high school Muslim Asian teenagers, Arthur and Adima, and their loving parents. Every week, they would drop by at a nearby store to check their business mailbox. Azima and Shazana are here. You want to play with your toy again? Can't believe it's Friday. Yay! Look what she's doing. Whoa! Fun cat! Okay, how about me? How about me? How about me? <laughs> she did lick. <laughs> she licked yesterday too. Yeah. Oh, look at that. that scratchy, scratchy. Aww. I love meeting Tilly, the celebrity cat. She's so cute and fluffy with big brown eyes. Oh, yeah. We love it when Tilly shows off her skills at catching her toys. Asfa and I love to play with cats. We sometimes join mom to collect her business meals nearby. That is where we get to meet and play with Tilly. Tilly is the store owner's cat. She's like a celebrity cat because sometimes people come to the store just to see Tilly. Yup, I know. Great. In segment 2 last week, we give more tips for teens to prepare for tests 
and exams, such as switching your brain from focused mode to diffuse mode regularly, applying the Pomodoro technique, and boosting your reading power with active recall. Did you remember all those tips? Yeah, I remember. Today, we'll add two more useful tips from the book Learning How to Learn. How to Succeed in School Without Spending All Your Time Studying. A Guide for Kids and Teens by Barbara Oakley, PhD, and Terence Sejnowski, PhD, with Alistair McConville. At the end of this segment, we have a little surprise. So, stay tuned. Now, let's get back to the study tips for teens to boost productivity and intellectual wellness. What is the first tip today? To boost your learning, use funny pictures and metaphors. What is a metaphor? Well, according to Cambridge Dictionary Online at https colon forward slash forward slash dictionary.com.org slash us slash dictionary slash english slash metaphor. A metaphor is an expression often found in literature that describes a person or object by referring to something that is considered to have similar characteristics to that person or object. For example, the mind is an ocean and the city is a jungle. What is the second tip today? Test yourself all the time. You can make flashcards or create mini-tests to help you recall the material you studied. You might find something confusing as you test yourself. So clear up those points of confusion. Get help from your teacher or trusted friends. Don't let your ego stop you from asking for help when you really need it. Got it? Yeah, sorry enough. For more information on other books by Dr. Barbara Oakley, visit her website at https colon forward slash forward slash barbaraoakley.com If you need some motivation, you might want to check out the show notes for information on Dr. Oakley's TEDx Talk video on learning how to learn on YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, we are happy to announce that we have launched our YouTube business channel, Astrovelo, with a video trailer on April 22nd in conjunction with Earth Day. Next, it's time to bring on the surprise we've been talking about. But first, let me ask you, do you love rich and vibrant Timeless design? Are you on a budget planning a project based on this hot trend? Are you excited to find out how to create the look for your home, hotel or motel? Today, we'd like to highlight the latest book by my dear friend and award-winning author and architect, Ivy Niel from London, UK. Thank you. It's a short book. It's 68 pages. It's called Mid-Century Modern, 
15 Interior Design Ideas, published by Leopard Print. You've written many books, including novels and cookbooks. Tell us, Ivy, why did you write this book? So this book is the first time I'm bringing together my two passions, which is in architecture, design, and writing. I um, found that there were very few books for lay people or beginners at home decorating, which was quick and easy. Most books were fairly overwhelming and daunting, and I wanted to provide a really good overview of the ideas behind modernism and the way we live today. So this book is about the rich and vibrant, timeless design of the mid-century period. And it's for anybody who is on a budget and planning a project. It's not just for the home. The design principles are able to be practiced on home, a hotel, or a motel. This book is actually based on my 25 years of experience in architecture and interior design. I was a columnist for London's Wimbledon magazine for seven years, writing about architecture and interiors. I found that people were very interested in construction and design, but they didn't know where to begin. I've also drawn on my international experience. I've worked on projects in New York and London. I've done vacay homes in the Hamptons. I've done Caribbean resorts, golf resorts, and I've also worked on two UNESCO World Heritage Sites, Havana and Penang. There are some quick, hot tips in every single chapter which will help the starter designer to ramp up any design at home to a professional level. And these are the interior design secrets that I will be sharing in the book. It's a concise style guide. This book will teach you how to save time and money and research to create rooms of maximum impact with minimum fuss using the 15 easy-to-follow illustrated ideas. There are beautiful photographs in every single chapter. So this lifestyle handbook is perfect for amateurs, designers, enthusiasts, or modernists. Where can you buy the book? How much is the book? It's available on all major retailers like Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple, and Google. On Kindle, it will be $5.99 US dollars. And in paperback, it's $13.99. Wow! I'm so excited to read the book. For the next few weeks, we'll also have Ivy on the show to discuss more on occupational and intellectual wellness as she talks about how she made her career choices. Stay tuned to the next episode. Bye! We've now come to the end of the show today. If you have enjoyed our show, like us on Instagram, Facebook and Astrowello, A-S-K-T-R-I-O-W-E-L-L-O Send us your feedback to shazana at astrowello.com Visit our website at astrowello.com and subscribe to Astro About Wellness Podcast. Podcast. Woohoo!